Hey everybody, welcome back to The Receipts with your host, myself, Hannah Brooks. I'm so glad that you're here. Um, I have posted a couple episodes, so if you haven't listened to those, um, please do so. This is a learning experience for me, so I apologize if the audio is not great. Um, I'm working on just trying to figure out if I want to do video with this. I think I do. Um, and then working on getting a microphone as well. So, um, bear with me. (laughs) You got to start somewhere. And, um, also if the, if there's weird breaks or, um, just imperfections (laughs) within the episodes, um, again, I apologize. Just bear with me. I'm learning as I go. So we're on this journey together. Um, but, it's been fun. So the other day I posted on my Instagram, just what are your burning questions? What do you want to talk about? What do you want to know about? Um, and I got some really great responses. And so I kind of just wanted to answer some of those and dive into some of that. So this episode is going to be more uh, fun, more about me, um, some good stories. And then if you have any topics you want to know about, um, leave them. There's a comment box, um, below on Spotify. Um, so drop them there. You can message me on Instagram or text me, whatever. Um, and yeah, I would love to just hear your thoughts. Give me some feedback. Um, that'd be great. Okay, so one of the first uh, responses I got was, what are your past work experiences? So this is fun for me because I feel like when I was in high school, I started working, I want to say I was 15, maybe 16, I can't remember, Um, but I worked at a local movie theater, and so that was my first job. I mean, outside of like you know, babysitting for neighbors or whatever. Um, yeah, the, the movie theater was my first job. So this was fun. So we, you know, you had to learn how to pop popcorn and you sell tickets and concessions and, you know, making all the food in the back. I would say, honestly, the worst and like grossest part was changing the pop machine bags or like the, um, I don't even know how to explain it, but if you've worked in the food industry, you know, like you have to change, um, the pop out and it was just so gross. Cause it goes through these tubes and like the tubes don't get cleaned and then it goes into your cup. It was just nasty. So after that, I was like, mm, I, I think I'm good on <laughs> Coke and Sprite. I just drink water for ever. Um, now, you know, occasionally I'll have a a pop or whatever, but actually, sidebar, recently I've been really into Olipop and Poppy. Um, they're supposed to be healthier for you, um, and they taste really good. So anyways, okay, back to the movie theater. One of my favorite parts, they usually made the guys do this, um, but I loved when they let me. What, you know, once everyone's out of a movie... And you 
have another movie that's playing or or not just when everybody leaves the theater um you put on if it's messy in there you put on like a leaf blower I mean it's an actual leaf blower so I'd have it on my back and you would start at the top of the theater and blow all of the trash and popcorn and all the random stuff um down to the front so that then once you get got it all to the front you could sweep it up um so that was really fun I loved the leaf blower it was heavy but I loved when they let me do it um so yeah that was my very first job um and like I said a little bit of babysitting and then from there I went to a local hair salon and I was actually the front desk receptionist which was so much fun um just a bunch of women who you know well work there and come in um to get their hair done you know and you can talk to them and I would get them like water or coffee and then we'd you know have a conversation and then I just sit behind the desk and take payments and phone calls. Like, honestly, that was really fun for me. Um, I know a lot of people would be like, that sounds like my worst nightmare. Um, But it was great. And, you know, the place where I worked, the owners were amazing. The staff was amazing. So it was just a good environment. Um, And it was really fun. And I got my hair done. Um, So it was just... It was a good, good job. It was part-time because um, I was, was I in high school or college at this point? I think high school. Um, so it was just, you know, while I was in sports and stuff, I would, I would do that. Um, oh, and I did work a little bit in college. Yeah, that's right. It takes me a minute to think back to all this. But anyways, that was a really fun job. Um And then from there in college, I needed, um, an internship or was that high school? Dang it. Now I'm getting all my years mixed up. Anyways, at some point in my life, I needed an internship. Um, and so I started working for a local boutique. So shout out to all these places, um, North Point Cinema, Expression Salon and Day Spa, Glam Boutique, um, just really great places to work. So, Um, I started working as an intern, which then that quickly um, turned into a part-time job and then a full-time job. I always loved fashion. Like I've always kind of been, um, I would say since like elementary, middle school, I had a teacher that was really into fashion and I was like, I love this. And it was fun for me to put pieces together. And um, so I kind of take after her. But, um, it was, it was always hard because, you know, I would show up to school in, you know, the cutest outfit. I would put it all together and then my friends were wearing like a sweatshirt and jeans and I would, they'd be like, why are you so dressed up? And I'd be like, I don't know. Like, I love it. Um, and so anyways, I started working at the boutique, um, and it was, truly such a great experience like just helping women find outfits um that made them feel confident made them feel beautiful like that's what it was about for me um and yes you know there were 
amazing, other amazing perks to the job. Um, but those were just like the main ones for me that made the job so worth it. Um, and from there, I was actually going to move right after I graduated, excuse me, college. Um, I was looking at moving to Nashville and I had a job not lined up, but I was, you know, starting the interview process with this, um, place and ended up obviously not working out. But, um, then Michelle, the owner of the boutique I worked at came to me and said, Hey, I would love for you to manage my second location. So she was opening up another location that was going to be in South Bend, uh, Granger area. And so that was just a huge answer to prayer because, um, I didn't, you know, have to move. Now I wanted to move to Nashville. It's always been my dream. It's still my dream (laughs) to move there or at least to Tennessee. But, um, with that, I, gladly accepted, moved um, up to the area, Granger area, and started managing the store. Um, And it was the time of my life. It was so much fun just to meet people up there and, um, you know, kind of have a sense of ownership in a way. I mean, I didn't own any part of the store, but just managing it felt, um, you know, like I was doing something with my life. Um, so that was just awesome. And I really, really, really loved my time with Glam. And, um, I'm still doing some like online work for them. And, you know, I help out with some of the events and galas and stuff. Um, but it was honestly just amazing. Can't say enough good things about Glam. Um, And then recently, within the last like two to three years, I was nannying um, for the sweetest family, two little girls that completely just captured my heart. And I think nannying taught me a lot about obviously like parenting, you know, motherhood, kids. Um, Like I really learned a lot, but it was just so, it was really unexpected when you know, the mom, I can't remember if I reached out to her, she reached out to me. I don't remember how it happened, but, um, we got talking and we had some connections and I was like, you know what? I kind of want to try this. And so it, I kind of went into it thinking, oh, maybe I'll do this for a couple months, you know, nothing crazy. And I just got attached to these girls. Um, just the absolute sweetest. They're so funny, so cute. Um, so I truly loved my experience with nannying and I wish I could be doing it now. I miss it so much. Um, I miss that family. They're just the sweetest. Um, so highly recommend that if you need some just extra income, something to do, you want to learn about kids or being a parent, um, that is a great job. And then, um, yeah, once, so once I stopped working at Glam, the second location ended up closing just because of COVID and no one was shopping. So that was really hard. But once that happened, um, I started 
I'll tell you guys the story of how my wedding planning business started. Um, it was really random. We, we were in our, Ethan and I were in our one bedroom apartment and the apartment had a pretty big closet in the, um, it was like off the bathroom and washer and dryer were in there. So I was in there getting laundry, um, out of the dryer, you know, putting stuff in the washer and I'm sitting on the floor, like folding stuff and putting stuff away. And Ethan comes in and I don't know, we just get talking and I'm like, you know, one day I want to do this, 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 and this. And I listed off a bunch of things. And, um, again, this was right after Glam had closed or maybe it was a little bit before. Um, and I, you know, in looking back, I am doing so many of those things. So, um, the main one was I want to plan weddings. I want to plan events. I want to, you know, do all these things. And Ethan just kind of sat there and looked at me and he was like, okay, so do it. Kind of like a no brainer to him. And I, I looked at him and I was like, what are you talking about? Like, I can't do that. I'm so busy, you know? And he was like, why? (laughs) And he really kind of challenged me. Like, you should do this. Like if it's in your heart and you feel that, you know, you need to do this, want to do this, whatever, um, you should just go for it. So from there we got talking like, okay, it costs zero dollars to build a website. Um, if you know, if you don't pay for all the extra stuff, um, it, costs zero dollars to start this because you don't have overhead right like you don't have a brick and mortar you don't have inventory um it really is just word of mouth at this point um so we talked about it and talked about it and Ethan's got a great marketing brain and so he kind of helped me with my original website just kind of piecing things together making it cohesive Um, and I loved, I loved it. It was so, um, it's, I wish I could go back. I've changed my website since then, but, um, it was just so exciting. And so that took a couple months just to get the website up and running. And, um, then I also created a social media page, um, Facebook and Instagram. And then I launched in April, um, of that year. So that would have been 20, was that 2020 or 2021? I can't remember. Um, but it, from there, I I don't know. I think it just like hit a need in people. Like people were getting married or their sisters or their daughters were getting married and they needed help. And so I, you know, I had gone through my own wedding at that point and, um, I don't know. I just, I loved the planning process. And so, you know, I didn't know a ton, but I was like, I'm going to do the work to figure this out and, um, learn as much as I can. So, um, I started with friends, like my friends who were getting married. Um, they were like, we, you know, want to support you and we want your help and can you do this? And, so we kind of started with small things like that and then it just kind of took off and 
Um, word of mouth is huge. Thank you to anyone who has shared, liked, commented on any of my stuff, um, or hired me. Like it truly means the world and I'm doing what I love. Um, the venue where Ethan and I got married actually asked if I would work for them. They needed some help. Um, so I did some coordinating with them and, um, I also bartended there, which is super fun. Um, I still do that occasionally, but you know, you just have to, again, you start somewhere just like with this podcast. Like I don't know anything about podcasting. I just know I have, um, things that I want to share. There's things on my heart that I want to talk about. And I believe, um, everyone has a voice and, I wanted to just put mine out there. So same thing with planning weddings. I just, I wanted to start. I wanted to put myself out there. And um, honestly, I wanted to work for myself. Like I wanted to be independent. And um, it's just truly, truly been amazing. Um, I've met the most amazing couples, incredible vendors. um, And now since moving to Chicago, I'm hoping to kind of expand into this territory, but, um, yeah, it's since then I've seen a lot of people start their own businesses, um, within wedding, the wedding business, wedding planning, wedding, anything. Um, and it's kind of taken off. So I think weddings are a really big, um, obviously it's a big industry, a big market, but um, it's, it's just been really fun and really cool and I'm learning a lot. Um, so that's kind of a little bit about my past work experiences. I love that question because, um, it's just fun to like, remember back to like all the people you've worked for and worked with and the relationships and, um, just to see like where I am now and the people who have supported me and, um, it's just really awesome. So Okay, so kind of on the wedding train, um, another question was what, like, they wanted to know about wedding planning stories, um, and so I have a few that I will share, and I will also share some more, um, probably later in future podcasts, but these are some of the ones that were pretty disastrous that just kind of stuck out in my brain. Um, so it's just funny because, you know, when you, you think of a wedding, there's so much that goes into it. And, you know, going into this industry, I knew it was going to be a lot of work. I knew it was going to be long hours and weekends. Um, Truly, I don't think I expected some of the stuff <laughs> that's happened to happen. Now, I will say, most weddings I do, they run beautifully. Like, there's, you know, we do a lot of the work um, before the wedding, obviously. And so, we talk through so many scenarios and planning and all of that. And so, I'd say 95% of the weddings that I do are awesome. Um and they go off without a hitch, and couples are happy, parents are happy, so that's been encouraging, um, but, and I knew going into this as well, like, you're gonna have things go wrong, but I did not expect 
<laughs> some of these stories. So the first, one of the first weddings I ever did, um, maybe not the very first, but one of the first, it was a really, really sweet couple. Um, and they were having, I think, barbecue at their wedding for their food. And so, you know, we get through the ceremony, we get through, um, part of the reception. Well, actually, no, the reception had just started and the food wasn't there. And so I'm, you know, I have the contact information for the place that was catering and I called, no answer, called, no answer, called again, no answer. Um, and you know, on a wedding day, the last thing you want to do is really talk to the bride, freak the bride out. Um, so I'm trying to like not involve her as much as I can. Um, but she ends up, you know, asking where's the food. And I'm like, I don't know. I'm on the phone with these people or I'm trying to phone these people, call these people. I send an email. I send a text. I mean, you name it. I probably did it. Um, and it, it turns out they were coming from like an hour or two hours away and they got like halfway to the venue and they were like, um, we don't think this is the right way. Turn around, go back to like their, um, restaurant. So they just literally just turned around. Um, and so they finally, I'm like, you guys need to get here. Like we're an hour late. We ended up serving cake first. (laughs) Um, just to like, I mean, you have 150, 200 people that are hungry. Like you got to give them something. So we did, we switched the timeline around. So we did dances first, cake first. Um, I think they had like a game. We did toasts and all the while, you know, I'm frantically trying to get a hold of the caterers. So they finally show up and they're like, I'm like, guys, what the heck? And they were like, we just turned around. We thought this wasn't the right way because the venue was kind of in the middle of nowhere. Oh, and I forgot to mention, I, while I couldn't get a hold of them, I was like, we got to get food here. So I call the nearest pizza shop and I call Subway. And I'm like, how fast can you make food for, you know, this many people? Um, so that was kind of our backup and credit card in hand, ready to order it, um, and then the caterers show up. So it was just wild. Um, they show up, they served the food late and everything was fine after that, but it was just, it was crazy. And, um, the bride, you know, she was like, this is ridiculous. Like we paid so much money. So I actually went to bat for them and they ended up getting, I think a 75% refund. Um, And so that was good. The um, catering place or the manager handled it well when I got on the phone with him. And I was like, listen, dude, like, this is just not acceptable. Like, what's going on? He was like, you're right. Like, it's not acceptable. What can we do? So um, that was fine, but probably will never recommend them to anybody, unfortunately, just because, you know, you you don't want to take a chance with that on your wedding day. You want to be ensured that somebody, you know, your vendors are going to show up. So, um, side note, my dog is sitting here and he's got the curliest hair behind his ears. It's so cute. Okay. Um, 
so that was kind of my first crazy. And then with the venue that I was coordinating at where I actually got married, um, there, I feel like every wedding I worked, there were crazy stories or like something would go wrong but then any other wedding that like the other girls would work it was like perfect I was like guys how does this happen to me every time um but one of the most like not I don't know I'm not gonna use that word one of the craziest ones um was okay so all of this that I'm about to share actually happened in within the same night like the same wedding Um, so I was, you know what, now that I think about it, was I coordinating or bartending? I cannot remember which one. I want to say coordinating, but I definitely could have been bartending. Anyways, I was there and a guy comes up to me and he's like, Hey, like we need more, um, uh, toilet paper in the bathroom. And also, like, it kind of smells weird in there. And I was like, okay, like, I'll run over there and check. So I walk in, I'm like, yeah, it kind of smells weird, but, like, nothing's, you know, unusual. So I put the toilet paper and the paper towel in there, and I walk out. Um, About 10 minutes later, some another guy comes up to me and is like, hey, like, the guy's bathroom smells, like, really bad. And I'm like, yeah, somebody else came up to me and like, I checked it out. It did smell weird. You know, I was trying to do all the things that, um, the venue had instructed to like clear out that smell. Um, and it still was just like really bad. Well then the third and final time somebody came up to me, they were like, there's stuff like going on in that bathroom. I'm like, what do you mean? And they're like, you just got to go in there. So I go in and I kid you not, there is sewage water all over the bathroom floor. Like there is literal feces and everything just floating on the ground. And so I'm like, what in the world is going on? Like, of course this would happen to me. So I call the owners. I'm like, hey, what am I supposed to do? Long story short, Somebody had flushed something. We think it was um, a woman that flushed a tampon, you know, that they weren't supposed to and backed up the whole system. So we have to call the sewage company. They have to come out. It is this whole long process. Meanwhile, all of the bathrooms then are out of order. So the men's bathroom, the women's bathroom, the single bathrooms, all out of order. And you have 200 people who are drinking and eating. Like, how are they supposed to use the bathroom? So all of this is going on. I have to get up and make an announcement and say, hey, guys, um, you know, the bathrooms are out of order at the moment. Guys, like, you're welcome to go outside in the woods. Girls, there's a, if you want to go in the woods, you can. Or there's a gas station, like, down the road. Um, but we're so, so sorry. We're working on it. And when I say we were doing everything that we possibly could, we were like the owners was the owners were in there with mops. Um, the sewage guy was, you know, out there. I mean, we were doing anything we possibly could to fix these toilets. 
Um, so the, I think the venue since then has gotten a new sewage system. Um, but it was just wild. And like, if you see signs in public places that say, do not flush tampons or only human waste, whatever, like listen to those signs because they're so serious about like the whole system backing up. Um, so yeah, that was just wild. But in this same wedding, they, the, um, flowers were fake. So I think they were like silk or, um, I don't know, just they they weren't real flowers. And they do their grand entrance, like the bridal party, bride and groom. And, um, as they are going to the head table, one of the bridesmaids, I think it was the maid of honor, but I can't remember, um, puts her bouquet down on the table. Well, the table had, um, candles, right? Like the ones where you fill the vase with water, floating candles. Um, but then it also had votives. Well, she did not see the votive, placed her bouquet on top of the votive, and I'm standing like along the wall just watching their grand entrance. I watch them go to the table, and out of the corner of my eye, I see flames. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like what are we gonna do? And so my mind. Like, I was standing on against that wall thinking, I need to get over there and put that fire out. But, like, my body would not move. Like, it was the weirdest thing. Like, I was, like, in shock. Um, and so, Lori, the, the owner, was there. And she ran up. Um, I think she just put it out with water. Um, or maybe the bridal party had put it out with water at, at this point. Um, but they had taken one of the floating candles out of the water to like dump that water on there. Well, that candle was still lit. And so it caught part of the runner on fire. I mean, you guys, it was a mess. So that runner is ruined. Um, Thankfully, we didn't have to get out the fire extinguisher and like blow that everywhere. Um, But it was just, it was so honestly wild. And before all of this, (laughs) I should have started with this, but before all of this, the DJ, um, he was very interesting. I don't know if it was like a friend's friend or like how they found this guy, but he was so like, I'd never heard of him in my life. Um, I actually, okay, I was coordinating because I had a double wedding weekend. So I was doing one Friday and one Saturday. And he shows up on Friday for like the wedding. And I'm like, oh, wait, what's your name? And I get his name. He wasn't supposed to be there till Saturday. Like he wasn't the DJ for the Friday wedding. He was the DJ for the Saturday wedding. So he had his dates mixed up, first of all. Thankfully, it wasn't a later date, but Anyway, he comes a day early and I'm like, okay, we'll see you tomorrow at this time. He comes and he comes Saturday and um, just very interesting. And I could tell from like the smell and the look on his face 
um, that he had been smoking and that he was very high. And so he like gets all of his stuff set up outside for the ceremony and then, um, leaves and he's like, I'll be right back. I got to get batteries. You guys does not show up to the wedding. So wedding starts at, I don't even remember. Let's call it four o'clock. He does not show up until like 3.58. Like he left. He got all of his stuff set up early. He left and did not come back until two minutes before she's supposed to walk down the aisle. I have the bridal party lined up. Everyone's like, where's the DJ? I'm like, I don't know. I'm calling him. He is high out of his mind. Literally rolls up. I'm like, okay, play a song. He's like, he looks at me. He goes, what song? And I go, excuse me? Like, sir, you're the, like, DJ. You're supposed to know all this. So thankfully I had the song list. Um, and I'm like, this is it. I kid you not. He gets back to his little setup, his station. Cannot, for the life of him, get the music running or started. So I'm like, oh my gosh, I run up there. I'm like, I don't care what you play. Just play a song. Like we've got to get going. Starts raining. Literally, I wouldn't say pouring, but like raining. Um, oh, it's just a mess. So he, I probably looking back should not have said that because he played whatever song he could find. And do you guys want to know the song? You're going to die. Um, I should actually, hang on. Let me see if I can just play it for you. Because, again, like I said, picture the bride hey, is lined up with her dad. Bridal parties lined up behind or in front of them. They're literally about to walk down the aisle. Guests are waiting. Um, this is the song that comes on. And, like, when you hear the first, when I heard the first few beats, I sprinted to the DJ station. Okay, I hope you guys can hear this. Oh, it's an ad, just a second. Um, oh, I sprinted to that DJ station. Let me talk to Let me talk to Okay, so I hope you could hear that. Um, that was the beginning of the song Low by Flo Rida and T-Pain that this DJ plays as the bride is supposed to walk down the aisle. I kid you not. I was so mortified. I, like I said, I sprint up to his table. I'm like, turn it off now. Play any classical song. I play a normal wedding song. And Again, you have to remember he's high. He's probably not computing what I'm saying. I mean, it is a disaster. It's a disaster. And then, um, like I said, it started raining as she's walking down the aisle. So her hair is getting wet. I mean, it's just like what else could go wrong? Um, so anyways, that those are some of my crazy stories. Um, and most of that 
was all one wedding. Um, but I also have some crazy bartending stories. So if you want to hear those, um, drop a comment and let me know that you want to hear those. Um, but I hope you guys have a great rest of your day. I'm going to wrap up this episode. I don't want my episodes, um, to be too long. I'm thinking between 30 and 45 minutes. So, um, if you guys want them to be longer or shorter, let me know. Um, I'm thinking my next, uh, segment will be, I got a question, um, my hot take on the fashion recent, like fashion trends. Um, so I'm excited to do that. And then we're going to have Ethan on the podcast eventually. So, um, if you want to hear some of his hot takes and, um, opinions, tune in for that. But thank you so much for listening, you guys. Um, I really appreciate you. Um, follow my channel, subscribe, whatever you want to do, share this, um, to just get the word out. And, um, this was more of a fun episode. So not so much, um, about Christianity or faith or anything, but we'll dive into all of that in later episodes. Thanks so much guys. Have a great day and thanks for listening to the receipts. 